As always, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate it, but I really want your help and do me a quick favour. Can you click subscribe or follow before you listen on? This means that as soon as a new episode drops, you get notified. Let's start. So thanks, boys, for coming on. No Appreciate you giving us some time today. Um, so we'll, we'll just start um, just by a bit of an introduction to both of you, a bit of an introduction to Open House, if that's all right. So if you guys want to sort of introduce yourself to the audience first. Got the oldest first, pensioners. Yeah, <laughs> so, so I'm Dan, Dan White. I started the Open House um, with Alan Palmer, who's the other, the other member of the trio that's not with us today. Um, he's not dead he's just he's just ill but um, yeah it started off with just a little bit of a chat between us and um, yeah Nate's my brother and he's the other one with us today yeah so I'm Nathan White of course being his brother um, and I mean the whole point the whole the whole idea of the overhouse sort of grew grew naturally and I sort of latched onto it so it was, a, it was an idea originally sort of sort of founded as such by, by Daniel and Alan um, and I think we've always wanted to try and work externally from someone else's company we want to make our own money our own way and if we're I feel personally I don't know about Daniel and Alan but I feel personally I've got a lot of ideas a lot of things to offer someone yeah. if I'm giving all those ideas all that effort in someone else's business at this young age it's the best time to try and put it into my own business and see where that takes me so when they came to me with the original idea and it was just an idea at the beginning there yeah. was no proper foundations it was all thoughts um i was at uni at the time um, and i thought i've wanted to start something up we're just going into lockdown i feel yeah um, it, was, it was just under a year ago i'd say that the whole idea started so it was yeah it was a bit of a sticky moment for a lot of people and i think a lot of ideas were born weren't they around that time yeah um and it was more worthwhile taking risks i think and i think it made us feel a bit more comfortable to be like look mm. we need to try something else um, and like Nave said, it, it wasn't a massive idea when we first started it. It was always just clothes. We want to do something similar to that, but we're not sure how to really crack into it. Yeah. And um, Nave's always been good with words. He's a sociable guy, so we thought... Did yeah. English at university in philosophy. So, yeah, so, so, so you, you, you can talk words, and you can <laughs> organise and do the rest of the stuff. You can design t-shirts. What's Alan do? Yeah. <laughs> He's good with numbers. Our <laughs> security as well. I can't yeah, lie. Me and, me and Nate probably wouldn't be both doing this if we didn't have someone there who can tell us to, to stop. Keep us grounded. Say no, keeps you grounded. He reigns you in a bit. He reigns us in. That's part of it. When you've you got all these immaculate ideas or ideas that you think are immaculate anyway yeah. as a startup business and you're young you think well and it's a good thing you think the world's your oyster and you think let's do this let's do that let's do that but that way of thinking as I've found out and as we could have easily gone into without, without Alan can lead you in a lot of financial troubles can lead you into hardships with your business can lead you clashing with each other because you've got this idea you've got that elaborate idea so what I think Alan does is he sort of anchors the business down in a bit of realism what we can yeah. achieve and that's not to say that we're not um, we don't explore big options we don't have big dreams but it's important to, to, like we said, build the foundations first. I think Alan's Alan's helped with that. So. Everyone, everyone's got to bring something to the table. That's yeah. it. He created the name as well. well. Did he? So to be honest, it's quite important. Al, to there's be no fair. open house. Yeah. So well, 
Just well, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully he gets well soon anyway. Yeah. So, um, so I'll, I'll do the same thing with everyone that comes on. So um, I think now people know a little bit about you two and briefly a little bit about Owen House. I think it'll be interesting for people to understand. So I probably know more than other people that are listening. So just take two minutes, no more than like a couple of minutes. Either of you can answer, you can both jump in, whatever you want to do. And just take us through idea to today. Okay. In a couple of minutes, no more than that. Start really. the idea. You might as well kick it off. Oh, right, okay. So it started off by me and I having a chat about saying that we want to go into business together. We first, we first thought, how can we do this in a way that we're going to be able to enjoy it? Because we're always, we're also going to have our jobs on the side, so it's always going to be extra work, and we need to to make sure we can put time into it while enjoying it. So clothes is something we've both always been interested in. We're involved in it quite a lot because we like buying clothes, Instagram, we're always following, seeing clothes. So we thought, yeah, we'll give it a go in terms of, Dan, you can do a few designs, see how you get on with that. And um, I'll have a look and see how we can make a bit of a business out of this. Um, and then that's when we decided, oh, there's more things that we can do than just the clothes which is where we bought Natty Boy on. So then when I got brought into the fold, I thought there's so many clothing brands out there. When I go on Instagram and I see a clothing brand come up, like someone I don't know, a start a yeah. brand, probably selfishly I'll skip it and I'll just move on. So I thought, what yeah. can we do to stand out a bit? And that's where the brand hub came into place. So we've got the clothing side of it and we've got the brand hub, which I'm sure we'll get into later. Yeah. Um, and that was the bit that I thought could make us stand out from the rest, bring in a community vibe, bring in other brands and make it more than just a clothing line, make it a community, which is why, what the open house is and hopefully what what you're seeing, what, what will be in the future, big community. Cool, so you've had various different drops that have come in, so how have the different drops gone down? Good. So I've seen them all on social media, and yeah. it seems to, get, seems to be getting a lot of traction, you've done some stuff at a charity event that we did through through mm. Guru, and Sam's Chats obviously, actually, God good. knows how long ago, that was what, a year? Yeah, yeah, a long year ago or something like that? A year ago, yeah. That yeah, yeah. I bought stuff. some stuff. That's yeah, it, yeah. a lot of stuff. Trying to be fashionable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doing my best. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I think it's, a, I mean, you'll be able to talk more about the designs and how the drops have, have manifested themselves, but I think in terms of me look at the drops and hopefully what our customers have seen, they've, def they've developed. I mean, we started with mm. the basics, the t-shirts, um, just the open house on them. Uh, we started with a simple hoodie and joggers, which is actually one of our best sellers. And then you look at our latest drop, we've got uh, a Sherpa gilet, we've yeah. got cargo trousers. So we're, we're evolving and we've done that slowly. So we're not forcing, I was, what I was uh, worried about was us getting too ambitious at the beginning, throwing yeah. out a gilet and it bit, obviously having to market is something really expensive and not nailing it. Yeah. So that's why we've started as simple as possible, getting the quality right. And then once we know we've got the quality and the foundation and the clothing we've got, then we've slowly built up. And I think that's how we're developing nicely and the drops are going well to be fair. So you're building up sort of, are you having a good response from, you know, if you compare drop one with the last drop that you mm. did, with the gilets and stuff like that, are you finding there's been more traction, more yeah, feedback? So How's it going? Yeah, I think I think the drops are becoming more complete, if that makes sense. So when we started it, it was a bit bitty. We'd sort of drop the clothes and then we'd, we'd do a few Instagram posts and then we'd do a bit of marketing ourselves just through word of mouth and our friends would talk about it. And we were heavily reliant on our friends supporting the drops. Yeah. But as we've gone on, we've made connections with, we've got people in London that now do the shoots. We've done videography for, for drops before now. We've done all these sorts of things that, that make the drop reach a wider audience. And we've look, started looking at more intensive marketing on Instagram and Facebook and things like that, which are bringing in orders from people without outside our friendship group sort of thing. So yeah. it's, it's feeling a lot, a lot more 
how can I say, rewarding when you get that order come through and it's yeah. not somebody that any of us know. Like, we'll, we'll get yeah. it, pop up, and we'll all go, oh, do you know that person? Yeah, straight in the group chat, do you know this guy? Yeah, and if, and yeah. if we all don't know him, then you're thinking, that's a massive tick because yeah, that's yeah. somebody else wearing it. Hopefully, other people are going to be seeing it on them. Yeah. Um, we've done a lot more competitions in line with drops as well. Uh, and the last winner of the last one was actually from Scotland. Okay, so yeah. She sent us loads of messages about how she really likes the jumper and that means hopefully she's wearing it up in Scotland and I think they need it up there, there. don't they? Yeah, even, yeah. Even, so, even in the summer. <laughs> jumpers, yeah, yeah, jumpers all year round. Yeah. It works well over there. But, um, but yeah, no, I think they're definitely progressing. In our, our last drop, the Cargo's probably our best seller ever, so they're sold out. My Cargo's at the minute, yeah. uh, like my daughter's was hunting for pairs of Cargo's for weeks and stuff, so yeah. without my knowledge on fashion being any good, obviously, um, <laughs> yeah, she's been hunting for weeks and stuff, so I think Cargo's are pretty in at the minute, aren't they? 100%, and one of the things that it makes me happy, and I mean, you get a lot of powerful moments when you're starting your own little business, yeah. as I'm sure you know, when you're in your, in your first stages, and for me, when I'm out wearing my own clothes and people come up and ask me, what is that? It fills me with joy because people aren't thinking it's my it's my own clothes. Obviously, yeah. they hopefully, think it's an established brand, which obviously we're not yet. But we're in the right direction if people are acknowledging us as a nice yeah. brand that they'd want to wear. So that so. brings us to quite a good point then. So good that the drops are going well, and I think personally, I've seen. Obviously, I've kept a tab since we did that event together. I've kept a tabs of what you guys are doing. I can see what goes on. Follow all the pages. I can see how things are delivered and I definitely echo that from an outsider point of view looking in because sometimes you can believe your own hype can't you and you yeah, think course, oh yeah, we're doing everything yeah. we can it's you're know, making progress and stuff but from an outsider looking in at you guys definitely as the drops have gone you can see there's been a much more comprehensive more qualitative mm -hmm. approach to how you're yeah. getting it over social media and, and all that sort of stuff so I'm not surprised Seriously. the orders have got more popular and if you're engaging with videos and tons of other different things and different people in different locations and stuff it's definitely the way to go isn't it so yeah, I'm not, yeah, not surprised yeah, yeah, you mentioned something about um, that pride of doing your own thing but also the pride of wearing your own stuff and people coming up to you and stuff and you feeling good about that that brings you back to the start so like I know you mentioned when you started and who you started and who does what in the business but what was the reason so it was you at the start Dan wasn't it in terms of you and Alan that had that idea that you really wanted to go and do something well what 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 kind of inspired you to do that well, so... Because a lot of people, don't they? A lot of people want to do stuff. And yeah, very so, rarely do people actually go and do it. So so the, the main reason was the fact that we but we both work for big corporate companies, that, that you always feel like you're every day turning up, turning out for somebody else, that you're never actually going to meet where the money goes. And yeah. you work hard and you see the serious numbers that you're making these companies. And, and don't get me wrong, I'm so appreciative for the job I've got. But when you can see these numbers that you're making for these other people and you start thinking, why am I putting all this time into that when I can potentially put all my time into something that I can enjoy while doing it yeah, and make something that I can then pass down? Now, I don't know about Nath, but that was one of my main motivators. In I want to have a business that I can say, look, you can, you can now do your own thing with this if you want to do this. I want to have the opportunity to be able to try and pass something down. Okay. So that that was massive there. And the idea to get a bit more creative. I I did accounting and finance as my undergrad um, at uni and I didn't really enjoy it too much. And I did branding and advertising for a master's. Um, and then I've never really expanded on the creative side of things. So designing clothes enabled me to, to get into the creative side of things. And I started off when we first started designing, I was designing in Word. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's the funniest yeah. part of this whole story. We just started designing in Word and that really shows. 
Is that how... the stuff that you got the word art and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean, it's, it's that basic. Wavy it? letters with it. Yeah, yeah. And, and when we say to everybody else, like, look, if you want to go and start something, you don't have to know anything to start. You just have to be willing to put the hours in to learn. And that really was what it was. It was word. And now we're, we're using the full Adobe suite, all three, all three of the apps on there, Illustrator, Photoshop, InDesign, all the time. And that's purely based on just putting time in. So, so I think that's a point also just to, just to labour on a little bit there and talk about is you made a really, really good point about starting something and not having to know everything. I think people don't start stuff, in my opinion, because they think they don't know enough. Mm. And reality is nobody really knows everything at any time. You know, we've been going four years we learn every day, you know. Yeah. I make more mistakes than anybody, you know, and get told off for it. That's fine. That's all part of it. <laughs> yeah, and you learn, and you move. You learn, you move forward. I think that having the courage to start something when you don't know everything is is really important. I think a lot of people that listen to this podcast are people that do. I mean, I probably speak to maybe like fifty to seventy people a week in on the various platforms that we've got relating to the podcast. People that will reach out, or me reaching out to people and having conversations. And a lot of people want to do stuff. A lot of people have got creativity, but like you, they felt, you know, with respect to where people are employed, you know, you do a job, you do a good job, um, probably, and they're pro probably really happy and you're grateful for the for the role. But it comes a time where you want, I think some people want their own autonomy. They want to, mm. if they've got a creative flair, they want to be able to put that down on something. It's a bit like having an engine in a, you know, you've got a Ferrari engine and you're stuck in a Mini. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. I, want, I want to go on a track, like, give me the track and then I'll go and do some great things. Yeah, yeah. So is that, do you think that's where you were at you know hit that sort of yeah definitely level. definitely definitely and I think like we said Al was the one who originally had the idea and he was actually chatting to one of our other mates about it yeah. about the idea of doing something and I think when they had the chat their ideas were so different and as soon as Al spoke to me and we both were like yo we, we want to put the we want to invest the time in now because we know that this is going to take time yeah. and we, we can't wait to get started. And at the, end of the, at the end of the day, when is the right time to start? There's never the right time, is there? No. Never no. the right time. There's always going to be an excuse if you want to find one. Yeah. So. What about you, mate? Well, I wanted a bit of creative freedom. I mean, like I said to you earlier, I've always been a bit of a, a dreamer in what my life's going to be, whether it was a footballer when I was younger. It was always a running joke in our family when I was five, six, seven. I used to say to my parents, I'm going to have Daniel work for you when I'm older. It hasn't quite yeah. worked out like that. He's working <laughs> next to me, but it's as close as. Yeah. So I've always had that uh, dream to be to be something bigger than just working for, like Daniel said, a corporate company. And I'm sure millions millions of people have those very same thoughts. Mm. And... Look, we're at the very start of our journey, very start of our journey, but at least being, well, at least being now inside of that and inside of my own business venture, I'm, I'm feeling possibilities can come. Whereas before, and before anything kicked off and anything started, you're stationary and you're, you're thinking, should I do this? Should I do that? Should I do this? You just got to throw yourself into it, I feel like. And I didn't realise how many mistakes I would make. Yeah before I started the journey. I've made so many more mistakes than I thought I would. There's so many things I didn't know that I thought I knew. I knew nothing about clothes, it turns out. Yeah. I just had a passion for it. Yeah. Um, and sometimes that's enough and you've got to make these mistakes and those mistakes are going to make you better and they've definitely made us better as a business. They've made each job better because we've made huge mistakes on what yeah. stock levels to get and this and that. Yeah. Massive mistakes. Too much, yeah, not enough. Yeah. Massive, yeah. too much, what sizes. We feel that... It must be a mindful of that. I mean, how do you, how do you go about understanding that? 
Uh, well, well, we got quite lucky in the sense Daniel found a great. Um, a everyone great... that orders wants medium, right? Well, so that's that's what it's is, and then it turns out smalls that everyone wants. We've yeah. got a lot. Of, our demographics a lot. We've got a lot of get more girls than we thought we'd have at the, okay, uh, at yeah. the beginning. Um, obviously, the issues of needing to post regularly of different clothing, but then there's minimum order quantities on each of those pieces that you're you're putting out. So, do you post more of the same? piece of clothing or do you post a plethora of different styles but spend the money on all the stock that you're going to need for that yeah these are the balances you get and like i said at the beginning we made mistakes and we yeah. probably still are making just making what some would you say the biggest mistakes you've made so far um, i think yeah i think we'll say the same thing probably well i i, I think it's just i think it was jumping in at the start we our supplier is more than just a supplier they're almost like a a mentor for okay. us yeah so they have helped us massively to make us feel more comfortable in the space, which we need, we really need that. But we, during that time, we were paying for design sessions where we'd basically sit on sit on on a session on the computer, like a Skype type thing, where they'd have Photoshop up, we'd tell them the ideas, they'd ping up the designs 500% quicker than we could ping them up. Yeah. And we're basically just chatting to them and they'll rebound them onto the screen. And, and we'd pay a lot of money for that. And we basically invested money and we, we sat back afterwards and looked at it and we thought we've, we've spent a, a big portion of our budget here sat there when if we spent a bit more time doing it ourselves, we, we could save a lot of money doing that. Yeah. Were um, you getting the result by paying that money? Were you even getting the result you were happy with or was that... There... We, 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 we were getting the result we were happy up, with, but I think because of the limitations we thought we had before going into it. Yeah. Like when we were watching this uh, this lady in question do these designs and mop them up, we thought, how was she doing that? It was, this is when we, Daniel was using Word yeah. and she was using Adobe for like all this, all these. No way you can do we're that. We're thinking, how thing, is yeah. she mopping this up? And these are limitations we put on ourselves before yeah. even looking at YouTube and learning how to do it ourselves. It was ease, wasn't so it? So when we Daniel were then for ease. So when Daniel ended up learning how to do it, don't get me wrong, I'm sure he's not as quick as she is now. She's been doing it for years, decades, but she was also probably rubbish at at one point. Yeah. Now Daniel's doing all the designs from scratch, doing it professionally as she is, and we're saving the amount of money we were putting on just for that extra bit of time that we put into it. And I think just taking those limitations off what we thought we couldn't do. Um, for Daniel anyway I still can't do it <laughs> um, uh, it's, that's, that's helped us a lot in, in, in the short term I think it's the same as anything though isn't it it's, it's if anything's learnable in my opinion mm. you know, someone, some people have certain flares for certain things but you know when we started our business when we started Guru four years ago there was stuff that I was really good at and there was stuff that I was awful at and also I didn't really enjoy it at all but it was needs must I don't want to deal with the, the the money side of stuff. You know, it's not my strength because I spend too much money, yeah. and and I think yeah. that and sometimes I, I go a bit gung ho and I go a bit too quickly because I want everything yesterday. Whereas sometimes you need where you mentioned Alan brings that kind of balance. Yeah. You know, John brings that balance to me, who's my business partner in the businesses that we have, because he's a little bit calmer, a little bit more of a thinker, and says, "Well, Aaron." Just hold on a minute. Yeah. Let's think about this. And sometimes we'll go that way. Sometimes we'll go that way, and it yeah. kind of works. And you mentioned there about that different delivery of information different backgrounds different passions but you've got that underlying one passion which is you want the open house to be successful yeah of course but you need everyone to bring every you know something different there's no yeah. point having three people that are the same and you're just patting everyone on the back thinking you're doing a great job exactly yeah. i feel like we are really lucky in the fact that it is effectively a family business like me and they for obviously brothers we're family and al has been my friend he walked me around primary school yeah when we moved to northampton in 2002 i think it was How's the so, business kind of 
changed your relationship? Has there been any change in your relationships? Has there been this, tough this moments? I mean. we, we, are, we are lucky in a sense because we get along so well. I trust Alan as much as I trust him in business. And that's not to say that we don't have arguments. We have yeah. arguments all the time when we're thinking, what's the drop going to be? When you've got limited budgets yeah. and you've got all these ideas, there's going to be, there's got to have to be compromise. Who compromise, brings the tension to the relationship? Probably, well, it's it's probably me and Daniel. And Alan's sitting there being the yeah. adjudicator. He just smiles. Rings the bell. Go it, on. Right, it but works. yeah, at the end of the day, because we know, like you said, we've all got the same goal at the end of the day, these arguments eventually turn into solutions. Yeah. Um, and as long as you know that, and you're not arguing for the sake of things and being difficult, and you know there's got to be compromise, I'm not always going to get what I want. Yeah. He's not always going to get what he wants. I accept that he might be better at some things in business than that I think I was good at originally and vice versa. Yeah. Once you accept that, you get over these little niggles and the arguments help you. It's the honesty, isn't it, I think? Have and you it, been like that since the start? Or has that developed yeah, yeah. over time? Or? I, I think it just getting used to being to, to working in an actual business together has been the thing we've developed obviously every time we saw each other it was always on a friendly level yeah and i think still sometimes we go and have a business meeting and it just felt like we, we were just chilling like we'd still have the football on in the background and we'd just be chatting because we used to do that anyway and yeah. now we've started going to to coffee shops and separating business and chill time because we were all close anyway before yeah. Yeah. and we wanted to make sure there was some kind of separation between the business stuff and the why chill do you think stuff. that's important for anyone listening that's thinking about going into business with like family and friends <sighs> and stuff like that well purposely for us we've obviously got all got our full-time jobs yeah. and so we're doing this all outside of work um and for us it was always we always tried to meet around your sort of seven o'clocks and if we're not having a a meeting that has maybe an agenda or a specific focus, we could end up sitting there chatting about absolutely nothing for two hours, leave Easy the meeting with no real progress made, yeah. and then you're back to work your normal job the next day, and you're suddenly thinking, well, I've got to do an Instagram post tomorrow night, and we haven't done it yet, so we end yeah. up doing it separately. I mean, in, in my head, because of where I want the business to go, it's important to make the business feel like it's not just a bit on the side it is yeah. my job as well as my job yeah. if you know what I mean so if I was just to like Daniel say get home from work at 5 o'clock and then have Alan around have the footman in the background sit on his bed talk a few ideas over oh that's a good goal let's start talking yeah. it turns from being a business to a hobby yeah, I don't yeah, want yeah. it to be a hobby I want to go out I want to get the yeah, laptops yeah. up I want to go through ideas yeah. and then once the business meeting's over then I can relax in my evening once both of my work for the day has been has been finished so that was that was important for me yeah, so in terms of the brand as such then, so the reason why I wanted to have you guys on is because I'm quite confident, I'm usually quite a good judge of character. Touch wood. Um, but no, look, on a serious note, like, I, one of my strengths is I like dealing with people. When I meet people, I kind of have an understanding on whether these anyone that I meet has really got what it takes to go and do something. That's not to say that I'm anything special, because I'm not, we're, just, we're all here trying to do our best for ourselves, for our family and stuff like that, but... I know from what you're trying to build and understanding more about your brand that it's more than just a clothing brand and what you're trying to build and we'll go into the kind of the hub part and whatever in a minute but I know what you're trying to build as a community and, and some of the words that you use in terms of that family community and stuff are really important and that will that will set the open house apart from other brands because some people just wear a brand because they wear a brand whereas there seems to be a lot more meaning even at this early stage and all the language that you use on your website and the language you use on your social media is very 
personable and very, it's a little bit more deeper talking about that community feel. Um, so can you just go into a bit of detail about what you think the brand means and what it stands for and what you're actually trying to create? Because it sounds to me and feels to me as well from more exposure than other people that you're, you're trying to do more than just sell a few t-shirts. Well, it's exactly that. It's about community. Um, and with, with the first few drops we did, I wanted that to be apparent in the types of clothes uh, we released. So plain-ish t-shirts that are accessible to all demographics, not just the 18 to 24 age range. I yeah. wanted it to be an open house, an open brand, a brand that anyone can get involved with. That's not to say we have Is that where the names come from? Is that the kind of... Yeah, uh, well, yeah so it's, it's, it's evolved into to be that, yeah, anyone's welcome that. in sort of thing. There's, yeah. there's nobody that can't come in and hopefully enjoy the community that we're, we're trying to build sort of thing. I mean, it's not to say we don't have a target market. Of course we do. Otherwise, we could be creating clothes that are sort of just going into yeah. the abyss. But we want the brand to be accessible. We don't want to be limiting with the words we use, yeah. with the type of videos. We don't want to have ridiculous amount of expertise and it's going to put off a certain demographic we want it to be yeah. an open house and a community vibe um and with that it's opening up the partnerships which we were we thought we thought was really important like yeah we had that um we got involved with you sans we've got all these different brands that come onto the brand hub and the, the funny enough the brand hub was originally i said to put forward to call it some sort of network of the brand network blah 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 yeah. i think the brand hub sounds better yeah but the reason being the idea about it was about networking yeah so we've got brands here that have worked together through meeting each other on our brand hub so yeah. that's hopefully in the future 10 15 years down the line this big dream we've got we've got hundreds of brands that are networking with each other um we've got brands who are doing photography up in london and clothing brands who need photography doing so they go up to london and all, yeah. all meet each other through the brand hub and it becomes so much more than just our clothing it becomes other people so really talk to me a dreams. bit more about what that dream looks like then so paint the picture for people that are watching and listening like what what is, as well as the brand hub and stuff like that what what is the you mentioned 10 15 years down the line what is the what is it so the idea is for us to have an open house marketplace a for all of our brands so already on the website we've got a brand hub which has i think it's got six or seven brands on there now yeah that we're working closely with that we all really appreciate and we know them on a personal individual level we want that to scale that up massively you think of marketplaces out there at the minute and you've got like i don't know asos marketplace which has loads of individual sellers or you've got facebook marketplace where you've got individual people we want to have a, a marketplace where people can go on and buy pretty much anything, whether it's a service or a physical good, and be confident that it's going to be from somebody who is doing it for the right reasons, and it's going to be quality. And we want to make sure that that it's just it's easy for people to find quality people that are good people, and that that was the aim from that side of things. And also with that marketplace, one of the key things for me, through starting a business and seeing how hard it can be, was to make and the marketplace is accessible for people who are starting a brand who don't know where to sell they maybe haven't got the the, the the website savviness or they haven't got the money to get someone to build a website they've got a marketplace where they can sell through where people can go to knowing they're buying um goods from a startup brand whereas yeah. asos or depop which is second hand but it's second hand goods of usually established brands yeah this would be goods that are of brands that are just building new fresh up and coming yeah and we want that we want to we want to be that space um, but i think that's quite cool the fact that you're also in that space yeah maybe exactly. a bit further on than these guys i don't know but you're in that space but you're trying to create that space well, i think so that's uh, that for me is quite cool because why 
when you're successful and you've, you're five, ten years down the line, why go back and go and create that space? Because you've just wasted a load of time. Mm. It's like people that raise money for charity. Like, why don't you make that part of your company's DNA and your people's DNA now, mm. but just do it on a slightly smaller scale, a manageable scale, and that becomes part of the DNA as you grow, and it gets bigger and bigger as you go, and you're helping people and feeling good about that. I like the fact that even though you're not far down the line, you're already thinking about other brands, bringing people together, community, and I think that massively for me is the big USP of what sets you guys apart, other than having cool clothes. Oh, I think it makes it makes it go a bit authentic. <laughs> yeah. I think it makes it authentic. Yeah. Because the brands that we're working with, they also start a business. So we're helping each other. Yeah. They can see when, when I'm reaching out to brands and saying, you want to be on the brand hub, they can see that we're at the start of their journey. We've maybe achieved things they haven't and they've probably achieved things that we haven't yeah. in different ways. We're both successful in other ways. We're not so successful. And then we're growing together. So like you said, if we can grow together year down the line, we've got another 10 brands, then we've got another 20 brands, whatever it is, we're all growing together and it's That's authentic growth. That's the point, isn't it? Yeah, the growing, the growing together. If we get in when they're early and we're early still, mm. hopefully they're all going to benefit from our growth as well. So we're, we're thinking about doing this brand pay, uh, brand marketplace, but we're also thinking of doing real life events and, and holding our own events where they can have stalls and bits and bobs and do music events, gigs, hopefully festivals one day, potentially coffee shops. The... The options are, are really endless, and it's the good. The good thing about the open house is it's not it's not confined, so we could have this community. And depending on who's in the community, we can go down different routes, and it really does make it a really exciting project because the ideas pop up every day of different avenues that we can go down that might yeah. be better than the original idea we had. Yeah. So yeah. you don't know where that idea is going to come from either. It's been exactly open. That. It's been open to, to develop as well. I yeah. think that's a key thing. Mm. Oh, we're not closed off to thinking my idea is the best idea. Yeah. Daniel's idea is the best idea. It's constantly evolving. And that's the yeah. beauty of having a community brand because you can take influence from other people. Obviously, like we've said, we've got our own DNA and we've got our own vision of where we want the brand to go. But uh, the pathway of how we're going to get there is constantly evolving and I've, I want that to be the case because I don't want to be a brand that's rigid in, in thought I want it yeah. to be fluctuating the world's ever changing communities change and I want us to change I think you having that community nature in the DNA now is a big difference from somebody that's just going out selling clothes because I've bought stuff from you guys yeah and I've bought it for a different reason you know I haven't just bought it because I think it looks nice yeah I bought it because, I, because people people buy from people because they want to be involved. They want to feel included. They want to be part of the community. They want to help people out. Like you mentioned, you've had a, you know, a lot of orders in the early days from like friends and family and stuff yeah, like that. And that's, that's the way anything starts. Our first orders for phones and different things are from friends and family because people feel that they want to help you. And what you're building is a community of people that want to help each other, but they're not friends and family. And, and that's the stage from getting a business from a a new startup that survives for six months mm -hmm. to a business that survives for six years is you've got to make the jump from friends and family because you can't survive on friends and family mm -hmm. buying your gear every month. This, well, this <laughs> money's this, not endless. They wouldn't be able to survive their buying the gear every month. Yeah. This is quite a big topic for us, I think, because we obviously started it off while we've all got jobs. So yeah. technically, it can be classed as a hobby or whatever it is at the start based on the amount of time that we can put into it. Yeah. But we're all realistic, we're all realistic people and we know that if we want to scale this business up to the next stage, we can't simply do it 
by selling clothes at the rate that we're selling clothes at the minute because the numbers don't add up. Do you know what I mean? We we'll either have to take a mad risk and put loads of money into stock yeah. and then try and work out ways to shift it and potentially try and scale up that way, which isn't feasible because there's hundreds of thousands of clothing brands out there doing the same thing every day. And like you said, people need a reason to buy clothes. Yeah. So rather than us just purely focusing on releasing loads of clothes, we're gonna try and build this community and release clothes along the way that can hopefully then spread the message of the open house. And it's an easy way of spreading the open house because people see it and then hopefully recognize it and then potentially go on the website and then it starts spreading that. So people get connected with brands because there's a meaning behind it. And exactly reality, right. like, I'll, I'll buy Gymshark because I like the story of the guy that's that yeah, Gymshark. Yeah, yeah. The clothes fit nice, they're nice clothes, but I like the story at that kind of, you know, guy making clothes in garage, Eight years, nine years later, he's worth a billion quid and he's got 800 people and he's got different yeah. offices throughout the world, but it started there, the Amazon story. Mm. We've all seen the picture of the Amazon sprayed in his garage and the, the, on, on that big bit of material and yeah. you know, look at what they're doing now. Not everyone's a Gymshark or an Amazon, but that, that kind of feeling and that story of somebody going from an idea yeah. to nothing. You know, My business started as an idea on my dining room table. And it's not on the dining room table now. We're a little bit further along, but we're nowhere near where we want to be. But we're getting there and we're making some progress. Yeah. But that idea of going from nothing to something, people buy into that. And people buy stuff because of that, if yeah. you can convey the message. The problem is people struggle to convey the message. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, the, that's the big challenge. And I think in the hope of being transparent, that messages last longer than than trends. Trends fluctuate. Trends change yeah. constantly. But uh, the meaning of a, of a, of what you stand for and what what your whether it's you've got a community based band or you've got a story behind your band yeah. that lasts a lot longer. And through people that are working as we are alongside starting up the business and all the your listeners who I'm sure have have ideas or don't know whether to get started or are worried about jumping in it's not necessarily just going to be a seamless ride. I mean, we've probably had, we've probably had two months of being pretty inconsistent with the Instagram. We've hit a bit of a dip in terms of how much we're posting, but we're still developing the story of the brand. Mm. We're still developing it on the website. We're still developing ideas about these events and the long-term aim, aim of the business. And that would be a lot harder to do if we were just simply releasing clothes and yeah. following trends, because as soon as we start posting on Instagram, the sales are going to drop and then the brand drops. But hopefully in my opinion, I want our brand and hopefully we're building a brand that's more than just the clothes and what people see every day on the Instagram. It's a story. And like I said, we're allowed to develop that yeah. whether we're posting or not. Um, it's, that, it's that meaningful connection that a person wants when they buy something. We've all bought something we don't need and we buy it because we want to buy it because yeah. we feel something. Yeah. And you want people to feel something about wearing your, your clothes. We want to feel good, look good, be on trend, but also they're part of that community. As soon as they click buy in your basket, they're part of the community. Right. And even that, even when I receive my stuff, you know, we all know each other, but you sent the bits and pieces over to me in the same way you'd send it to anyone. Yeah, yeah. The package opens, yeah. looks good, all packaged nicely. Even the little the little details that you guys do with the stickers that come with it. And I think some of the guys in the office have still got stickers on the back of their laptops. Yeah, my which, daughter's still got a sticker. See, my, yeah. my daughter's got a sticker on her door. My son's got a sticker on the side of his PS4. Yeah. Uh, PS4. Um, but it, it's a nice delivery and it's in brand with the community and the vibe that you're trying to create, mm. even at an early stage, which is why with the 
brand hub. I mean, there's stuff on the brand hub when when I was looking at that a few months ago and recently and stuff. It's completely unrelated to clothes. Like yeah, you've got yeah. stuff on there about martial arts. Mm -hmm. You've got artists on there. You've got people that upcycle clothes into different other clothes. It's not just clothing. How do you select people to go on that? It's it's one of those things where specifically at the start we wanted people that we knew we could we could trust that would, would bear of us give us time yeah wouldn't expect the world from us and be willing to, to just sort of learn on the journey with us um, and Naeem one of our first ones yeah he's the uh, martial NK arts Fitness. Know, yeah. yeah yeah he we went to school with him we're really close with him and he's been really supportive to us so I wanted to give him a shout out because he's done a lot of the early days modelling for us yeah um, and that was again something that was completely. Is he the good looking chap? Tall, He's the tall great fella. looking chap that everyone yeah, yeah, thinks yeah, is the yeah. face of the open house. Yeah, yeah. No one and thinks it does. No, we're, we're chilling like here, and everyone <laughs> thinks that he owns the open house, so it works quite well. Like we'll let him <laughs> So yeah, we'll let him do that because he's a great looking geezer. Like when you get when you get really really big, he'll be getting pulled in the street, yeah, and exactly. you guys will just be <laughs> yeah. normal well, life. Job yeah, done. exactly. Yeah. So he, we wanted to go with someone that we could trust, and and he, his business was completely made from himself, working his way up. Um, shared the ethics of what we. Wanted. Yeah, shared yeah. the. That was what we were looking for. Someone that could really work alongside the open house, and we could really grow together because we were very early when we spoke to these people. Yeah. Um, and Maddie, Maddie, who was we released her alongside alongside Naeem. She, well, for me personally, I respected her brand because she was a slightly forward in her journey. I think she had about four thousand, five thousand followers on Instagram. She'd worked with some big artists, but more than that, she was doing it all on herself. Yeah. It wasn't a brand that she was sort of dealing out to other people. She so sewed all the things herself. Um, it was all sustainable which yeah. is something we want to work in line with yeah. so similar to Naim she had a lot of the ethics the work ethics as well as the sustainability ethics that we want to share with our business and um, it's important if we're going to be representing them in the brand hub they, they share some of our some of our DNA as such yeah, yeah. they were the first two and they, they're really great we really appreciate what they've done for us because they gave us also a bit of Instagram sort of shining the light on us on Instagram because they already had followers and communities that, that they've built up um, and by them being part of our brand hub they shone the light on us to their followers so that helped us out and then as Nave said our, our journey's been quite fluid we've ch chopped and changed with certain ideas in terms of ways that we wanted to go and we decided to go down artists and creatives because we know there's quite a few creatives in Northampton that don't necessarily get the light shone on them yeah. when it should be um, so one of Nave's mates yeah Ben McDonough for your list is an unbelievable artist if you're wanting some bespoke pieces made for you but he um, I like it, that little plug yeah you've done this before <laughs> <laughs> this is part of it so so like Daniel said I've, this came out when we started to do a magazine so yeah. what what we've done one magazine edition at the moment and hopefully you want to develop that so it's either a quarterly thing or definitely at least a yearly thing um, to put all these these brands in and send them out of our orders so they're getting free exposure yeah. for being part of the brand hub so they're getting value for free which is what we want to provide yeah. as part of the community but he um, he fitted what we wanted perfectly he had amazing art yeah. and he was also someone who was quite humble with it he, yeah. he maybe didn't push his push his band as much as he probably should do yeah. he was so talented and um, well, he was a nice person and he was yeah. one of my mates so I thought he's an absolutely perfect perfect person to having his, having his first edition of the magazine 
and having a brand herb. And then we added him alongside someone called Tasco Art, who's up in yeah. Brighton, and Georgina Holmes. So they're all artists, all different types of art. They all had their own individual flares. It wasn't commercialised art. They all did their own thing. Um, and they were all very humble brands who probably wouldn't go out of their way to try and beg for attention yeah. towards their brand, which in a business sense, maybe that's not what they should be doing. Maybe they should be screaming and shouting about their brand. Yeah. But at the end of the day, this talent that I think should be seen and we thought that should be seen. And so we, we, we contacted them and they've helped us out a lot. So they all did an individual bit of art um, around the open house and what they thought about the meaning of community was. Yeah. And then we sold that through the website. Um, so that's one way that we actually interacted with the brands that we've got on there as opposed to just having yeah. them on there and leaving them on there, using this them for the clout yeah. and then just that's it so we want to actually interact with the brands that we've got on there so um, they're I think that's all of them isn't it six now we've got the Call of V as well which is probably our most abstract brand on there yeah yeah, yeah 100% and um, we he's a, a, an old old friend from uni and he basically went travelling um, across the Aral Sea um, and he basically documents it and, and he's met loads of weird and wonderful people out there and learned a lot of stories and a lot of things that I would have never known anything about if he hadn't told me about them. And he's incredibly talented as well in terms of his photography and the way that he, he's almost like storytelling for yeah. them to get their stories told. Um, and they've got a big focus on the earth and look, taking care of it really. And we thought that would resonate really well with the idea of us trying to be sustainable in terms of our clothing. Yeah. So the partnership we've got with him is one that's going to reach quite far into the future in terms of we'll definitely be doing things with him in terms of sustainability to try and do our part mm. that we can to maintain as sustainable as Do you know what I like about the brand hub as well is I think it shows, um, and I hope you take this in the right way because no one's perfect but and everyone's got their own journeys and what they've done. But even though you're towards the start of your journey, I think there's a lot of like business maturity in the decisions that you're making in terms of stuff like the brand hub, who you're aligning yourself with, why you're aligning yourself with those people, but actually going a stage further to understand the power of partnering. I'm not gonna say networking, because I hate the word networking, because networking is you turn up to a room, you make some calls and you're asking people to do stuff, you share a business card and that's it. There's no meaning behind it. And yeah. I think with, with the open house, it's about that meaning, that community, and I think the way that you've just spoken about those those brands and you've spoken eloquently about why and how and who they are and actually probably spoken about their brands just as passionately as you speak about your own says a lot about what you're trying to create. Mm -hmm. And anybody listening to this, if you've got a complimenting brand or you think that you know it's a little bit different and it stands out, you know, I think they should get in, get in, get in top contact with you guys. We want to champion you guys, so shout us and yeah, we'll have a chat. Basically. Cool. All right, so go back to um, the people that are listening then in terms of people that are wanting to start a side hustle or a company or something like that. So what would be the like, both answer this individually if you like, but what would be the kind of top advice you give to people? Well, as we've touched on, firstly, be prepared to make mistakes. It's a natural part of business progression. When you're getting into something, it's going to be new to you. You're not going to yeah. most likely start a business before. And those mistakes, as cliche as it sounds, it's true going to build you stronger because you're not going to make those mistakes again hopefully yeah and with that adaptability try to be as adaptable as possible um like daniel was saying with the um the design sessions we had to adapt because we we're spending too much money on it yeah. so how can we not have this expense daniel's going to adapt and stop using word and learn to use adobe so yeah. those two things i think are key for us and have built us into a, 
a much more regiment, regimented brand yeah um, that is, is more flexible in the way we work yeah and hopefully will help us help us going forward what about you mate I'd, I'd say the main thing is it's never the right time stop stop giving yourself the excuse as to why you can't do it and um, put yourself in a position where you're looking back at what you have achieved and you can say look I've done this I've done this by making the decision on this random day that I'm going to jump into something that might be a bit scary at the start but it's all been worth it and there's there's no there's no rush there's no rush to be like you said all these big boys like Amazon and Gymshark but that happens do you know what I mean have that possibility in the back of the back of your head that, that could be you and, and use that to motivate you but you don't need to rush these things do you know what I mean enjoy yourself that's the key thing especially if you're doing it alongside another job enjoyment is key if you're not enjoying what you're doing maybe step back and have a look at either how you can enjoy it more or maybe it's not the right avenue and you can find something else because if I didn't enjoy this, I, I can't speak for Al and, and Naif, but if I didn't enjoy it, I wouldn't be spending any time on it outside of work. Yeah. Because then it would just feel like another work and I've therefore got less time to do things that I do enjoy. Yeah. So it's made it a lot easier for me enjoying this because then it doesn't feel like work. Yeah. And you can put, you've probably, it's probably the same for you. You end up spending hours and hours and hours and hours and hours doing it because it doesn't feel like work. Yeah. And do you, I mean, people say that, don't they? Like this corny cheesy phrase that you know if you enjoy it it doesn't really feel like work and some people i don't i think people that i don't think a lot of people believe that it's it really honestly it really is true like i'd happily sit at home designing for hours and hours and the thought of doing my actual work at home for hours and hours is horrendous well my, so, my, my motivation to do this outside of work is to do what i'm doing outside of work for work full time that's yeah. my motivation in three, however, three, four years, however long it will take, I want to be doing what I enjoy, which is this, yeah. instead of my actual job. And as Daniel said, we appreciate the jobs we got. Yeah. We're very lucky to have work in this climate, but I want to be working myself and doing what I enjoy, and that is my motivation to keep to keep pushing forward. So do something you enjoy, pick it, and just, just have a crack at it. So in you guys committing to do this, plus doing something else as well, that's taking up a lot of your time, a lot of energy to do both things and doing a lot of stuff plus other things that you might be interested in. So have you had to sat to get open house to where it is today from dream, conversation, chat over, over a beer or a coffee or whatever to having the community and the clothing and the brand and the presence that you've got now? Is there anything you've had to sacrifice along the way? Um, I wouldn't necessarily say I've had to sacrifice anything apart from, apart from time, but I think like we touched on earlier, something that helps with that is forcing it at the beginning to be a job not just a hobby you have to force that and force those habits eventually it turns into that naturally but we did weekly two or three weekly meetings that we sat in front of a tv instead of just having chats sitting down on the sofa yeah um we forced those situations to then build habits of us oh this isn't just a hobby this is something we want to do full time yeah um and then now that's become natural we go to the go to coffee shop and have the meetings weekly yeah. or whatever i think that's very important forcing forcing it to be yeah at the beginning an actual job not just to sit down have a little chat oh that's a nice idea so we've spoken about quite a lot of like nice stuff right so obviously you know there's different sacrifices with different people along the way but hmm. what what's your biggest like concern about the open house as you move forward um, probably my main concern is is how many risks are we willing to take at the same time with it 
whether it's financial risk or a risk in terms of one of us moving down to part-time in our actual jobs. Because we've all got the belief in this business that one day, we don't know when, but one day it will be where we know it can be. But it's just when do we make those bigger risks than we've already made and sacrifice something that is a bit more safe at the moment um, to take those jumps. And I mean, we've had plenty of conversations about potential ways we can do this. But yeah, it's just, I don't know, when when you, you're working and you've got consistent income coming in, it's easier to make the big calls. But then yeah. if you suddenly take that money out every month and you realise you've got money coming out for all the bills and everything you normally have to pay, and you're like, oh, well, we've still got to make these commitments to the business, that's, that's quite a scary thought. But at the end of the day, that's why we're surrounded ourselves. I've surrounded myself with Nath and Alan, and I've got that support network there that we can all support each other in that. And, and we're not all going to make those risks at the same time. So we can all support each other and hopefully mitigate um, the risks because you've always got to take risks. And at the end of the day, it might work, it might not. But we all believe in this enough to be able to push through those sort of things. It, it's It's scary. That, that that risk to drop, you know, you know, any, anyone that's got a business that's in in it, immersed in it all the time. If I look back to the first few months of our of our company, Christ, itchy times. Like you know, we we we, we jacked in the full time job. You know, to start a telco company, technology company, IT company. You know, I, I know fellow owners that walked away from other business sales that walked away with half a mil, a mil, maybe more, and then throw a good half, three quarters of that money into it and still fuck it up yeah, <laughs> in reality. Yeah, yeah, exactly, um, yeah. We didn't have anywhere near that. We didn't have capital. You know, I borrowed money off my brother, a, a small amount of money, really small, just enough to get us the deposits with supplies to even be able to provide a service, not to market, not to brand, not to create social media, not to hire anyone. And then in three weeks time, at some point we've got to get paid. Yeah. And we didn't sign anybody up. We didn't have, you know, it was, and it was that realization it's like it is daunting but like you said before like you've just got to take the gamble sometimes maybe more calculated mm -hmm. you know we moved one person over first and then i dropped yeah. over second and we did it in that kind of gradual way but it happened quite quickly you know me and me and john were over permanently in about one and a half months mm -hmm. we looked at it and we're like oh, we'll move you over john and maybe you know over there I'll, I'll come in maybe three four five six months depend on performance and yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll go at it I was still doing stuff throughout the night, bill runs, serving customers, all this sort of stuff. Whilst doing the day job, he was doing full time. Mm. And it was difficult. And then we got a few little wins and we thought, we just got to do it. And then as soon as we did it, we walked into, well, I say the office, we walked into my dining room and we were like, shit, we're not getting paid. <laughs> and a different level of work and care immediately came into play. Like, we've always worked hard. Like, I've always grafted since I was 15. I've done 100% commission jobs. I've done door-to-door. -door, I've done telesales. I've always worked hard, tremendously hard. And he's the same. But that stepped up because, you know, I've got a family. I've got a roof. I've got myself. You know, I've got other dependents and situations and stuff. So is he. We've both got kids and stuff. So it's like, this is real now. Yeah, yeah. You know, this ain't just a play-around idea. This is real. And we, got, we owe it to all these people. We've got to make it work. Mm -hmm. But shit, we've got to get paid in two weeks. Like... How are we going to make that happen? And it was, yeah, we, we managed to make it happen. Mm -hmm. And those situations with businesses happen all the time. People don't see it. You see social media presence and you see someone posting stuff and you think, Jesus, he's doing really well. Yeah. Reality is you don't know 
how close sometimes things are. That's it. You look at like Tesla, Elon Musk, and all that stuff, like multi-billionaire, multiple companies, but two years ago, Tesla was bust. You know, he was going to go bust. Yeah. He, he said it in a, in a podcast or an interview. They were three weeks away. Yeah. Three weeks away from closing down. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't see that. You just see a man of the future, like a Richard Branson, an Elon Musk, uh, yeah. you know, people that are like forging the way forward for everybody else and they're like untouchable. Yeah. Everyone goes through the same struggle. That's it's just there's more noughts on the end of it. That's social media for you, isn't it? That's it. Like, like, like I said, when I said, like I said, this year, we've probably had about two months of dipping in terms of our yeah. constant social media presence because for me personally if we're talking about what we've struggled with and what's been hard yeah. it is that social media presence because what to our customers is two three posts a week is a whole week's worth of doing the research getting the pictures together doing the bios sculpting the bios they're not just generic bios getting the website ready getting the, the photography shots of the pictures building the brand story alongside all this so it's not superficial there's so much that goes into what is just one or two or three posts and then to keep your, keep yourself constantly relevant you want to do that every week yeah. and while you also got a full time job luckily we do enjoy it otherwise that wouldn't be possible but when you have the dips in terms of social media performance that we've had yeah. for the first time we haven't do you monitor that quite heavily yeah so media. our social media yeah, we've, so Alan does a lot of the monitoring of that but we use all what, he uses Google to monitor our website so we use, yeah, we, we, use, we use Wix as our they're our website provider and they do a really detailed breakdown of all the numbers so all the people visiting what pages they're visiting the most which is probably yeah. one of our most useful tools because then we work the most on those pages yeah. to put the most information on but um, Instagram has quite a lot of information on there as well when you've got a business page that's quite helpful um, to follow the types of people that you're sort of targeting and with our marketing that we've been doing you can target certain groups as well it tells um, you what types of posts are successful yeah, yeah, yeah that. all those sort of things so with time Did you spend a lot of time going through that quite about it. Yeah. That, that's another thing that we've developed so i'd say in the in the first few months i personally spent less time on looking at, I, I looked at who was following our page but in terms of the intrinsic details of what demographic how, how long they're spending on our website what what are their routes to the website those yeah. intricacies that make a big difference in terms of seeing a product and buying a product yeah um we've started to in the last few few months probably four or five months really really pick up and build on that um and the marketing side of things but that that that's I think I don't know about you I know you spend a lot of time on that because he's constantly doing the designs and he does all the pictures for Instagram to make things perfect when you're a perfectionist that's that's definitely the hardest thing for me and you when you think oh we haven't posted in a month or two months our brand's gonna go dead run is that they're the worries you got constantly going on in your mind yeah. but that's where it goes back to if you've got a vision for your brand you've got a passion for it yeah. you've got a story not just a product then the, these dips can quickly have resurgence if you're still working behind the scenes so we're still working just because there's stuff maybe not on the instagram as frequently as possible yeah we're still working still we've still on. got plans we've got a vision and we will execute that vision and that, that's how sure are you guys that you're going to make it work oh, and get to where you want to get to i'm 100 i'm 100 sure i've got no just no because problems. i'll keep working regardless if it doesn't work next year it doesn't work the year after i'll, I'll keep pushing um, I think it's where you I think in terms of that question it's, it's what you value value is successful mm-hmm. now if you're saying successful is are you 100% that you're going to be a millionaire of this business I wouldn't say 100% mm-hmm. but for me success is full enjoyment and being able to do this full time 
if I get to that stage and when I get to that stage that I can focus entirely on the open house and enjoy myself and still live a comfortable life, that's success for me. I don't yeah. necessarily have to be driving Ferraris and have 10 houses in the Bahamas, Yeah. but but that's success for me. And I know that, that with the people that we're surrounded by, with that will happen. It's just when, and, and we've just got to wait. Well, I think that, that's quite a low key, humble way of looking at it, which I think is really good because I, I think that goes into exactly what your brand is about. Like you're not, it's not being shouted and screamed everywhere. It's It's got a meaning for it. Yeah. Um, and I think social media does a really bad job of conveying that yeah, yeah, nowadays yeah. because all you see is people rocking about yeah. with holidays and all this stuff and actually behind the holidays and yeah, yeah, yeah. the ama you know amazing houses and motors and stuff like that there's a lot of bloody hard work that sits behind stuff like that there's a lot of sacrifice there's a lot of hard times and i think that's what people and that's the reason why i want to start the podcast was there's another side to life and yeah, running a business it, and yeah, yeah. you know all that stuff that goes with it there's so many pressures around it mm. And it's hard to sometimes move it forward. And it's good to hear that people that are starting businesses still feel that. You know, yeah. I've, I've met many people that are 10 years on that are doing really well. And they're kind of many years on from where I am or where you guys are and stuff. And they're still going through that, that same thing. It's just you don't see it. Yeah, of course. And I think in this day and age of social media, it does a really shit job of conveying yeah. what's actually the truth. Oh, yeah. But I think Open House gives you a window in to yeah. that sort of stuff. And it's Hopefully. good. And, and getting you guys, it's another reason I wanted to get you guys on because... I share your belief that you'll get to where you want to get to. And I've, I've felt that since the first time that I bought a t-shirt from you. And when that happens, I'll feel good that I bought that first t-shirt from you. But that, but, but that, but then that's the thing is you're on it now and there'll be a load of people listen to it at some point when it goes out. But that's the reason why the people that are watching and listening to this should engage with you guys, whether it's a brand wanting to engage for your brand hub to try and have mutual community effects and spread awareness and be part of that group. And feel good about that or whether it's somebody that just wants to buy a t-shirt or buy a gilet or a pair of socks or whatever it is it's it's about being part of that community and helping that business and i think if everyone had a little bit more understanding of when you go and buy something and when you engage and when you share a post and when you like something on facebook or or instagram that little thing you might not have to buy anything but that little share that little like everybody sees that especially yeah, when you're course, new you course. see every like you see every single share yeah. Especially if you're into the detail, like probably what you guys are, like you mentioned, somebody, you know, this is my, yeah, this yeah, is my, yeah, this yeah. is my brand, and you feel good about that. Like people need to understand that even if it doesn't, if you don't want to buy a t-shirt, just share it. Yeah, help. It's, it's the it's the it's the smallest things that you would yeah. not believe that keep you going when difference. you've got a new business. Like Daniel said, yeah. have getting an order through and that's all ask each other if you know them and none yeah. of us know them that's exciting when yeah. you get a follower from someone you don't know you get a follower from someone who's aboard yeah. or this yeah. there's so many little little details that really elevate elevate the brand and what what i what i perceive the brand to be and my feelings towards the brand and yeah. what makes it easier for me to be a part of the brand yeah um, and be working hard on it yeah the firm that you're doing the right thing because um, you don't always think you're doing the right thing but even time. for bigger companies and stuff it's hard they don't convey that stuff no. because probably the people right at the top at that size probably don't get to feel that so I think that you said it enjoying that journey for me with my businesses I enjoy every you know I enjoy most days there's yeah. days that are difficult <laughs> yeah, but course, yeah. and, and you learn from it but I enjoy it because you know I feel like it's connected to me mm. you know I say it all the time and people don't agree with me different people but I love my kids I love my partner I love my business as well like I get just as much enjoyment just a different type of enjoyment it's different, like I work yeah. with family it I work different. with friends yeah. I work with people that I don't know but then they become family and they become friends mm. for a long time 
Yeah. Like we're engaging with those people, but we're all doing it together. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes it different. We might sell solutions that other people sell, but we're doing it together, which makes it unique to us. And that's our story, and that's part of people wanting. And when I'm going out there pitching what Guru is all about, mm-hmm. I want people to buy in and understand what we're trying to achieve and how we can help them and how they can help us. And it's this mutual thing. It's not about a phone. Mm-hmm. The phone's a phone. But it's, it's the same if you buy it through somebody else. You know, it's still it unlimited data, it's still community. this, it's still that. It links into the community. It's the meaning. Isn't it? It's yeah. the community and what is behind that phone that, that make, makes them want to buy it from you and not from someone else. And I mean, when I was saying earlier about the people we, we, we've met on this journey that have made it a lot easier for us, yeah. obviously we met you in more detail through through the open house. And we, yeah. would, we would have never met on this level without the open house being yeah. there. And it's allowed us to to be here, be present with you, talking about things that we never probably would have opened up and shared to the wider market. Yeah. Um, because you just don't, like you said, you don't talk about these things. These are normally hidden behind the screen and the screen shows all the really pretty sick things that are going on and make you look like you're the best brand in the world. But yeah, you've been so supportive of us the whole time and um, you've given us so much advice on things that you've done that we're, we're nowhere near yet, but it, it makes us, when you say that you think we could potentially make it, it gives us more confidence as well. I don't it, think you can potentially make it. You, I think you've you got mean, something really, I think, and I think everyone will agree that, that, that listens and watches the episode. I think there's something special about the brand. It feels warm, it feels good. Um, the meaning behind it is strong and it's early. You know, I felt the same about my business. Yeah, I felt like it was special. I felt like it was unique. Yes, there's 700 companies that do what we do. They're all slightly different in their own ways, but I feel like we do an amazing job, and our customers want to stay with us. We haven't lost. We've never lost a customer yeah. in in three years. Nobody's left. And that's not because you know they just haven't left because you know we've done a good job. And I'm, I'm sure there's been mistakes along the way. And I know there has, and there's been people we've pissed off, and there's been things that we've had to think on our feet and stuff like that. Things that have not gone very well that we've learned from, but. People are buy, people buy into the meaning of the brand. Mm. And when you say about your followers and you're engaging with people and stuff like some of my closest people that are in my personal network, people that are real friends, are customers. Yeah, yeah. But they ain't customers no more. Yeah. You know, some people they, they, I've had some of the people that have been with us for since the start, we've taken away and we've engaged with on a friendship level because that's where it's at now. Mm. That is where it's at now. And one of our part of our vision statement that we hold into we don't put it anywhere, but we hold internally is one of the phrases that we use, one of our goals is we want to turn customers into friends. Because if we've got all of our customers that are at that level, we're, you know, the, the business has got so much potential mm. and we're so, doing so much good stuff. Mm. But it takes a lot of investment and time in caring to get onto that level with people. Yeah, yeah. Some of the people that we've met through the business, like I hope whether they're with us or not, you know, if they leave us in three, four years time, that is what it is. But I'm st- I'll still gain a friendship there and I appreciate the business as long as it stayed there. But if we're not the right supplier because things change and we're not the right people, then great. But they're going to stay with it. They'll stay with me because they're friends now. And yeah. what I'm trying to do as an owner is try and develop that belief throughout the organization at all levels. It's not just transacting with a customer. Like you're taking that little half a percent to make sure that that customer in a year's time feels that way about our business and taking a pride associated with every single small interaction under the brand. And I feel like even you guys are at an early stage, but you've got a really good, I think you've got a really good thing going and, and anyone listening and watching should 
get in touch even if you don't want to buy anything just get in touch have a chat pick the phone up send the Instagram message DM you guys whether it's a brand whether it's someone who's looking to start something even though you guys are at early stages I think you've got some good advice to give There'll be tons of mistakes you've made. There'll be things you've done really well. Yeah, yeah. We're we're just normal normal human beings that are easy to get along with. That have made probably mistakes that you'll make. So chat to us, and we'll probably help you help you not make exactly the same mistakes we've made. And um, I'm sure you'll open our eyes to things that we could do better. Like engaging with people gives you so much stuff, and that's the big, the big learn people I've had over king. the last few years. Honestly, like people are king. They prop you up when you're not feeling great as well. So if yeah. you're losing your motivation, the people around you are the ones that that make it all worthwhile. So yeah, and when, look, people when people buy when people buy something from you guys or share a status and stuff, that's what I want people to understand coming off this podcast is you're already part of the community. Yeah, that's it. Don't matter whether you buy right now or buy in a year or whatever, it's you're already part of that community. So I feel good about sharing stuff, getting involved, and yeah. if everybody does that, I think everything every every place you know the world would be a better place wouldn't it if everyone just took a exactly. 10 minutes a day just to help somebody else out exactly it'd be a lot better wouldn't exactly. it and you're already at early stage you've got that going through going through the dna of the business and as you scale the challenge is going to be keeping that exactly 100%. Yeah, yeah. keeping uh, for me the one of the challenges will be once we scale and when we scale because i believe we definitely will it's remaining personable remaining with the little letters and people's packages making them feel close to us as owners yeah. or close to the business even if they don't know who's behind the business necessarily, staying close to the brand, staying close to the open house um, and feeling a part of it, not just feeling like they're a customer. Um, that's important. So just so people know in terms of the actual products that you guys do, so I know you touched upon a few bits and pieces, but just run through in case somebody's not looked at you guys before. We'll, you can have a couple of minutes in a minute at the, at the end just to kind of talk about where people can find you guys individually, where you can find the open house on socials and stuff like that. But in terms of the actual... Um, clothing and what you offer what's the kind of scope so if if you wanted to to put a loose term on the style of clothing that we do you could call it streetwear you could call it streetwear yeah but as Nath said earlier we've tried to make it that anybody that necessarily isn't necessarily into clothes can wear it and feel comfortable in it mm. um, so we started off where we've got an essentials range which is is t-shirts in black white and pink just with the open house on the front. There's nothing too snazzy about it, but on every t-shirt we've got a little uh, open house little logo on the sleeve, yeah. and that, that's followed across all of our t-shirts. Um, and then we did a few more, we did a hoodie, uh, a hoodie and joggers set, um, which I think is sold out pretty much that's, now. Yeah, they were one of our best sellers. That um, was a contrast stitch. It was black with white stitches on it. And that was one of our favorite pieces to be fair. And then, we moved on to a few more t-shirts, bits and bobs. Well, we've got t-shirts, some t-shirts with prints on the back. Yeah. Uh, and alongside that, we bought out a sweatshirt, tracksuit set, um, black and grey. Um, and then we're moving on to summer. So we've got cargo shorts, um, jogger shorts and blue and black. Got loads more t-shirts with prints on the front, prints on the back, different colours. Like we said, we've got the gilets, we've got socks, we've got tote bags, we've got pictures, framed pictures from the artists, um, matching cargoes to go with the gilets, long sleeve t-shirts. I mean, our adventure is actually, actually building up. Um, building up, but it's built up gradually. But that's it, it. Yeah. We, we want to do it gradually and do it in a way. Socks as well. Socks, there we go. Hats. See, I'm, I'm, I'm repping open house socks. And do you know what? I just put them on this morning. Like, and I know this is going to sound really corny because you guys are on. 
um, I just put them on. I didn't even look at what they were, but I, I'll That's put them you on. Want. Your That's socks you fit different to other people's socks. They, I, they are I know they're only nice. socks, they but they're, 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 they're snugs. Yeah, we do get a lot of compliments on the socks. These are my, these are the free socks that you gave yeah, me yeah, when yeah, yeah. when I think I bought some stuff off you guys, and you slung a pair of socks in, and the socks yeah. have stayed with me. They're yeah. like go-to pair of socks. Honestly, they are a good pair of socks. It surprised me. I mean, even somebody check out the socks, everyone. Check out something as simple as as a sock. We will put in the effort to try and research and make yeah. it as best as possible because we might be a starter brand. There's no reason why our clothes can't be as good as the brand you buy. I, I don't. I've never put anything on of yours and people that I know that wear your stuff regularly and have ever looked at the quality and thought, oh, this, mm. you know, it's, it's what you'd think a startup clothing brand would be, which is, you know, no offense, you know, corners, go it? onto Amazon, Fruit of the Loom, this and all of that, and it's like, you know, it's it's not very thick and it just doesn't feel. But the reason we got to that that place where we've got a quality of clothing is because we made mistakes yeah. in the amount of money we were potentially invested in getting to that point. Yeah. The design sessions, this and that, different manufacturers going through different suppliers. It's about not cutting corners, being prepared to make mistakes, and eventually your product yeah. and your brand. Now, the hats are pretty cool so as well. Yeah, yeah hats, I, I think caps. I know like. About 12, 15 people that have got your yeah, hat. I've seen a few people out. Like, <laughs> that's that's, that's always the gas up, seeing someone out and about in your yeah, hat. Like, that's, okay. that's, that, that fills me with pride. Seeing someone I feel about that, I haven't put it on. Yeah, <laughs> you do. You don't want to mess up the air. Nah. <laughs> yeah. Got to show off the blonde now. Right? Better that than ginger. All right. Well, look, um, I hope everyone sort of understands a bit more about the brand, and I think you guys have kind of put it across quite, quite, quite in a lot of detail and eloquently in terms of what you're looking to do. and as well as some little snippets of advice as well for, for people watching that may want to do something for themselves, which I think is really, really important and stuff. So where can um, where can people find you if they want to reach out to you guys individually or want to find out more about the open house? So we've got the Instagram's probably our main port of call at the moment, which is just at the open house LTD on Instagram. The DMs are open on there. All three of us have got the account set up on our phones. We're always quite active replying to responses on there. So if anyone's got any questions, um, they can bang them in there. Uh, we've got our email address as well. If you want to be a bit more formal and send an email and you've got a bit more information you want to put into there, sales at the open house limited.co.uk. Yeah. So you can send that. Or Nave's got his own personal Person, as a brands. Um, I usually deal with a lot of the brands and talk to the brands. So yeah. mine's Nathan at the open house ltd.com um, and then we've got the website which is the open house ltd if you type that in google we usually come up as the first which is good we're slowly building up slowly getting there hopefully at one point you what, you'll, a, you'll, type, you'll type house in and we'll come up <laughs> there's a film called the open house which is some yeah, one star us. horror film which is <laughs> no you need to get rid of that maybe they can be part of your brand there's a new series on what is it channel 4 called The Open House, which Jay. is, um, it's worth a Google to have a little look at what that is, but it's not necessarily in keeping with the Man, brand. I, th I think you should be picking the phone up to get some <laughs> yeah. I tell you what, free advertising on it. Open sorry. House. If you check it out, it's definitely an open house, but it's a different kind of house to what we're offering. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Um, we've got a few things to look forward to as well. Go um, on, we've got, I can't get too much information, but we've got, Go on. we're working out our own event now we're talking an, uh, an evening event, nighttime event, sort of a club event uh, in Northampton. We've been speaking to someone um, and that's developing at the moment. We've got some mad exciting people that can potentially come and play. Is that going to be sort of summer? 
around summer, summertime or yeah, yeah. summer because we don't want to rush it and we want to get it right yeah. and we want to make sure that when people come through they want to make sure they come through again and yeah. we, we wouldn't want to have one and people be like it was alright but yeah. I probably won't go again so we're really working hard and, and potentially some of the people we could bring in will be really good and it would yeah. be massive for Northampton uh, in terms of just trying to do something a bit different mm. yeah um, so that's that's coming um, and more clothes when are you We've dropping got, next? Well, soon. Yeah. That's what I can so say. It's soon. obviously we're, we're in that sticky stage. Next week could be raining. This week it's sunny. So <laughs> yeah. this yeah. is this is one of the tough stages in the year. The but designs yeah, are done. Like, the designs are done. It's just whether it's wh- where we're going to take these designs. So um, we're excited about the designs. The designs looking cool. There's some color in there. We've done a lot of black and white stuff at the minute. So we're going to try and insert a bit of colour in there as well so you can mix it into your summer wardrobe as well as your your winter wardrobe spring wardrobe whatever so that's coming soon um, hopefully within the next month but don't, don't keep me to that fair <laughs> enough that sounds good well look um, we'll get make sure that um, all of the uh, like Insta handles and stuff and social handles are uh, are going to be when the pod goes out are going to be tagged everywhere and stuff like that as well so yeah, people are listening cool. and watching tag away share away and, and help these guys on their journey because they're nice lads and yes. I think the brand's awesome yeah. and you def- definitely need to have a look at the website and get something from them because uh, I think you'll keep going back and you'll keep buying because the stuff feels good looks good um, makes you feel good as well which is why people buy clothes right that's it it doesn't take a fashionista unlike me to know that so uh, cheers boys for coming on thank and uh, yeah, yeah thank appreciate your time cheers, thank you very much uh, we appreciate it a lot like honestly these sort of conversations help us massively uh, with confidence and just I don't know giving us a space where we can talk to people that wouldn't hear about the open house we're grateful for it and yeah we appreciate your support massively always yeah no worries cheers boys cheers